This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, once Anakin cut off the hand of Mace Windu and Palpatine threw him out of the window, dubbing the Chosen One as Darth Vader, he sent Anakin to the Jedi Temple, and then to Mustafar to wipe out the Separatist leaders ending the war and beginning the Empire. Why didn't Palpatine just send Anakin to Mustafar while the clones took out the Jedi at the Temple? Risking Anakin against Jedi Masters all defending themselves at once might have caused Palpatine all he had worked so hard for with Anakin losing him in a duel, let's say, against Sindrelic, for example, which of course Anakin didn't. But you gotta think, it was a pretty risky move for Sidious. He couldn't have been that confident in Anakin's abilities, or perhaps he was. But even if he was, it seems kind of like a waste of time because the clones could have taken out the whole Jedi Temple themselves just by ransacking and showing up as a surprise, catching them off balance. Let's look at the answer as to why Palpatine sent Anakin to the Jedi Temple first from the Revenge of the Sith Junior novelization, we'll also cover it from the regular novelization by Matthew Stover, and we'll cover another piece which is one of my favorite pieces from the Rise and Fall of Darth Vader, which will go over Anakin's scene on Mustafar after killing the Separatists when he's crying, which you may have heard me talk about in another video five years ago, but today I want to update that with my thoughts and put it all in this video. So let's begin. In the junior novelization, it goes like this. Anakin Skywalker, you are one with the Order of the Sith Lords, Palpatine replied. Henceforth, you shall be known as Darth Vader. Thank you, my master. Darth Sidious, Chancellor Palpatine, stood alone in his enormous office. He'd sent his new apprentice and a battalion of clone troops to the Jedi Temple. That would take care of the Jedi on Coruscant. He scowled slightly under his hood. He sensed that his apprentice was not yet as fully committed to the dark side as he should be. Well, destroying the Jedi here should certainly tie Anakin closer to his Sith identity, Darth Vader. So it would seem that Sidious didn't need Anakin at the temple at all. Rather, he just wanted him to prove himself and thus cementing a theory I had on why Anakin had to kill the younglings. Now, I don't think he was happy doing anything that he was doing at the temple. I think he was just numb to doing whatever he needed to do in order to unlock the powers in the dark side to save Padme. The Revenge of the Sith novel goes on to explain how once Palpatine had told Anakin about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise, it created a certain sort of relationship and transformation. And it was from that moment that Anakin was really, really intrigued to do whatever he needed to do in order to unlock these secrets to saving Padme. Now, of course, you and I both know that he had been fed a lie. 
Anakin taking Windu's hand was what made him pledge allegiance to the Emperor on the sole reason that the Jedi would never forgive this actual treason and murder that he just committed of a Jedi Master. Palpatine was welcoming him with open arms after this had happened. This also tells me that Sidious knew Anakin's heart wasn't fully in being a Sith Lord. Much like Maul lived and breathed being a Sith and would rather die than become a Jedi, Anakin liked being a Jedi and he was good at it. He fought his whole career against those of darker deeds, so him becoming the very thing he swore to destroy must have devastated him. The reason he was crying on Mustafar wasn't because of the deeds he had just done, just because of the man he was today was so far off from the man the little boy in Tatooine wanted to become all those years ago, so that's the real reason he was crying. Now in the novel The Rise and Fall of Darth Vader, it explains why he was crying, which I'm going to quote here and then we can talk about that for a bit and then jump back on track. After killing all the Separatist leaders, Palpatine's new apprentice had stepped outside the mountain fortress on Mustafar to gaze at the blazing lava rivers below. He would not mourn for the lives he had taken, but for the loss of his former self, the boy who had dreamed of becoming a Jedi. He was unable to hold back the tears that streamed down his cheeks. Anakin Skywalker was gone. Or was he? After all, Padme had fallen in love with Anakin, not Darth Vader. So right here once again, we see how Anakin was callous and indifferent to the lives that he just took. The betrayal he committed to the very Jedi who took him in and made him who he is, but rather was sad because little Annie was so far gone from the Vader that is today. This shows that Anakin had the ability to still think for himself as Anakin, even though he's now technically Vader. In my opinion, this proves that Vader never fully killed off Anakin within himself. Only mostly, you know, with a fragment always lingering, especially with the longing of Padme and trying to desperately bring her back. This is why Sidious was so adamant on killing everything that Anakin clung to, including Padme, and trying to resurrect her. So in the new comics, Vader goes through all these different loops and hoops in order to bring Padme back on these sort of secret deviant missions that Sidious didn't approve. And Sidious knows everything. You don't really have to tell him anything. He'll figure it out himself. He can see it in the Force. And once Vader comes back to Sidious, Sidious gets mad at him and says that you need to destroy everything that is Anakin Skywalker, including the memories and all the things that you're trying to get back. And to be honest, that's really the only crutch that Vader has. It's not so much his body anymore, as he found a way to kind of get over that and still become extremely powerful, but it was the fact that he was still lingering on in the light side of the Force, just a smidge. It was still smoldering within himself. And of course, this is the ember that Luke Skywalker was able to cast into fire eventually. So Anakin in the Jedi Temple is a scene that I really want to see in the Kenobi show, or any show that has Order 66 relevancy for that matter. A flashback of Anakin inside the Jedi Temple during Order 66, showing his new powers in the dark side and defeating all the Masters and Jedi just like it was described in the official Revenge of the Sith novel by Matthew Stover, as well as in the Revenge of the Sith video game. Anakin's might in the Jedi Temple was only briefly seen during the hologram image that Obi-Wan Kenobi pulled up when he and Yoda returned to the Jedi Temple. Anakin can be seen choking one Jedi and battling several other at the same time. Dueling Jedi Master Sindrelig, who was the Jedi Temple's lightsaber teacher. And actually, he taught Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber tactics as well. This is one of the first things that Obi-Wan says when he sees Sindrelig's lifeless body. 
he says that Sindrelic taught him. Now I know a lot of people think that Qui-Gon taught Obi-Wan, and he did of course, but we have to remember that there were many masters at the Jedi Temple. So just like Obi-Wan was Anakin's master, Mace Windu was also Anakin's master in a sense because he would say things and teach Anakin things in little passing moments and short conversations. And out of respect, of course, Anakin would refer to Master Windu as my master when he would be speaking to him. Now, back to Sindrelig, he was so good at fighting with a lightsaber that he taught the students at the temple. He could switch back and forth between all the seven different lightsaber forms mid-combat without even thinking, and Anakin defeated him easily. Anakin was strong, and once he traveled over to the dark side, he entered a new level of power. Power that he was only getting used to, and this is something Sidious wanted him to feel for himself while proving his loyalty to the dark side. We have to remember that the events of Order 66 happened over only a couple of days, so Anakin was really starting to feel the power of the dark side within him. Now if he was given, let's say, a month or a couple months, or even a year, he would have been unimaginably powerful. I think within a year, Anakin could have overthrown Sidious quite easily. Definitely within the first two years. Now, if he had been given another week in the dark side, or two weeks in the dark side at most, I believe he would have decimated Obi-Wan Kenobi, and high ground or not, wouldn't have trumped Anakin. So this is the main reason that Sidious sent Anakin to the Jedi Temple. Not because he felt that the clones couldn't do it themselves, but he wanted Anakin to further prove himself in the dark side by going against and killing all of his former masters and friends in the Jedi Temple, including the younglings. If you haven't seen my video on why Anakin had to kill the younglings, go check that one out. It's quite an old one, but it supports a really good theory that I think is probably the case as to why he had to do these horrible and horrendous things in order to save Padme, or so he thought, selfishly. Stay tuned for a slew of more videos that I'm going to be making covering the Revenge of the Sith novel, the Revenge of the Sith Jr. novelization, and the rise and fall of Darth Vader. I found some really, really cool tidbits that I'm going to be going over over the next week or two. We've got a lot of videos planned. Make sure you like and subscribe if you are new here. And if you're returning, I'm glad to have you back. I'll see you all in the next video of Star Wars Theory. Until then, remember, the Force, the Force will be with you always. always.